welcome to the podcast. It's the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm the editor, Matt Hudson. Well, we are here at the third and final episode from our award issue that came out in September and is still currently going. Uh, We had our operator of the year, Jason Berry. Uh, Last week, we spoke with our first runner-up, Shane Burton. And this week, we are speaking with our second runner-up, Costa Capithanasis of Costa Oil's 10-Minute Oil Change. We chose Costa for this award uh, not only because he's a great operator, a really business-minded operator, but because he took on a very big project this year, and that is franchising. And he has a really unique franchise vision that he's been rolling out, getting some interest. And in this interview, he offered some really great insight into uh, that process and how it's going and what his plans are moving forward. So I invite you to listen into this interview. It's a really interesting one uh, as he gives us some insight into a franchise operation from the ground up. So welcoming back Casa Capithanasis to uh, the Nolan podcast and the Nolan interviews. Uh, want to congratulate you on being one of our runners up in the uh, awards issue this year. Um, thank you very much and congratulations. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> so one of the uh, big factors, I think, in uh, choosing you for the award was, I mean, not only the growth of your, your company-owned network of Costa Oil, 10-Minute Oil Change, but also that you jumped into franchising this year, which uh, is a huge undertaking. Um, you have a really uh, interesting business model and going at it, and it sounds like you're having a lot of success in recruiting new franchisees. So um, it's been a few months since we've chatted about it last. I was just curious if you could tell me a little bit about how that's been going for you. It's been going, it's been a real fun ride. I think our model resonates with a lot of people from a consumer standpoint. We've always been a consumer facing business, which has helped with the uh, corporate growth. When you really focus on filling a void in, in the service, that's how a lot of good businesses are built is by uh, filling that need. And so we really honed in on the oil change only aspect of things and then trying to drive down the overhead so that we didn't have to worry about higher ticket averages and, and higher top line revenue in order to uh, to meet some of those higher building costs, higher staffing costs. And it's worked out really well. And so when we present our model to the franchisee, the potential franchisees at our discovery days, and we talk to them about selling the consumer back their time, and being a convenience play, um, that really resonates with them. And so we've had a lot of success with selling franchises because of that. Yeah, that was actually one thing I wanted to ask you about. You know, we, you talk a lot about kind of honing your business into what the customer wants, but I was curious, uh, as you jump into the franchise space, if you've learned a little bit about uh, what your franchisees are interested in and, and what your owner operators are interested in as they uh, kind of jump into your system there. Yeah, what I tell the the potential franchise partners at our discovery days is that we'll always be a consumer facing business. That's kind of the the genesis of how we got to where we are. But I have been crafting it to be more operator friendly since we began franchising. That's the whole point of franchising is to provide an investment opportunity that is operator friendly, whether passively or operator owned. And so um, we talk a lot about, you know, putting processes into place. You know, my third location was in Chicago, which is 800 miles away from where I live. So it's literally ingrained in the DNA of my company, how to passively run the business using third party systems and uh, standard operating procedures and checklists and making sure that if you do X, Y, and Z, 
you will have success in this business. And so that's really where things have gone with the franchising is, is uh, crafting these checklists and procedures and third party uh, assistance to make sure that you don't have to be the one doing the oil changes. Because it seems like in our industry, there's a divergence where you either are a one store owner operator and you do that one store really well and you you know, you take the manager's salary yourself, or you have to open up, you know, 20 stores to make any money. And I really think that we found that middle ground where you, you, we, we service both ends of the bell curve really well and the middle. And I think that's what we've shown with our rapid sales of franchises. Yeah. Um, I think another really cool thing about uh, your award this year is that it uh, really speaks to confidence in the uh, do it for me oil change service space. And like uh, that people are putting investments in They're they're, you know, investing in growth in this space. And I was curious if you uh, have seen, you know, growth yourself or, or uh, express your confidence in kind of the industry and the do it for me world that we live in. Yeah. And I know I've given you this analogy before, but all the major startups that are taking place these days are companies that are selling the customer back time, companies that are reducing friction between the consumer and the product or service. And so our industry was really before its time when that's what created the quick lube industry in the first place. And the Generation Z who are now driving because our public infrastructure doesn't really translate well to public transportation. So there's still more cars per person per capita in our country than anywhere else in the world. The do it for me uh, crowd is a very large crowd, especially that new segment of drivers. And so they don't want to be under a car in the 98 degree Houston weather, and they don't want to be under a car dripping snow on them in the 10 degree Minnesota weather. And um, and so they'd much rather have the do it for me experience. And we've seen a lot of growth in that segment at all of our stores. And we are in rural areas, urban areas, there's no rhyme or reason to our footprint. It kind of shows the diversity of uh, consumer wanting the service that we provide as a company. Yeah, and that's one thing I, I really tried to focus on in, in our profile was about kind of the uh, real business acumen that you bring to your ownership and and thinking about where you can find efficiencies and how to run things better. And uh, it sounds like that is extending into uh, a bit of private label, um, do-it-yourself uh, sales and products. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so very early on, I wanted to get into the e-commerce side of things. So when we first started uh, the company in 2014, that was a mission of mine because, you know, our, our industry is uh, geographically restricted. I can give the best oil change in the world in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We could literally give away free oil changes, but someone from Maine is not going to drive to Harrisburg to get an oil change because there's that geographic point where it doesn't make sense. So the ability to scale nationally in our business comes from opening new locations. And one way to segment that is the e-commerce space. And so um, it took a long time to hone in the, uh, the private label products. We have um, 12 SKUs of filters. We are launching our first two canister filters um, fairly soon. And the, the line probably will only grow, but having that e-commerce side of things will be a great segment going forward because there is still 
a do-it-myself market, whether it's the older generation or the gearhead younger generation, um, that segment does still exist. And so and, and a, another part of it comes down to national awareness of the brand and just branding and storytelling in general, because we want to have that national recognition as we open up franchises across the country. You know, we have franchisees in Kansas City. We have franchisees in Houston. We have franchisees in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so we're, we're already in a very wide range of different states. And the, the Do It For Me private label segment is a good way of scaling that brand. And so we've been able to negotiate really good uh, contracts with some of these manufacturers to create very high performance products and not have to have some of the arduous minimum order requirements that some companies w would lead you to believe you have to have in order to do, to do private label. And so we're, we're already on Amazon, we're on Walmart's marketplace online, we're in a couple of local auto parts stores here in central Pennsylvania area in the the private label products are a great way to just expand the brand outside of our, our stores. Yeah, so operators out there, don't be afraid of a little diversification in your operation. And um, Cost Oil is certainly an example of one of those companies and a company that's growing. And, and I know you think really hard about, you know, how to grow and how to be strategic with that uh, expansion. And uh, it's just been really fun to watch. So. Appreciate your time and appreciate you sharing some of the insights of how you guys do things. Yeah, it's always fun to talk to you, Matt. You know, you pronounced my name correctly in the very beginning. So that shows how <laughs> much we've uh, been in contact over the years. So I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it, it went okay. I, um, but yeah, thank you as always. You know, super happy to include you in this awards issue and uh, wish you guys the best. All right. Take care. I'll see you later. <laughs>